What kind of drink are you drinking? Oh, I got a little uh, vodka LaCroix oh. action. Oh, that's very white girl wasted of you. I don't need judgment from you, all right? I need acceptance <laughs> and love. Love you well. Um, I assume you don't have a bell in front of you. No, and my bell is my phone. It's all right. I will do bells for both of us. I want you to say, like, the word bell, and then I can do it or something. Bell! Bell. <laughs> we are so ratchet. But, no. All right. Hilarious. Where are you right now? I am in my bed, and I cannot be happier. Wow. This is the life. When you get to the point where <laughs> you're podcasting from your bed. I'm not kidding. This is great. You know you've made it. Are you True. in Denver? No, not yet. This is my last two weeks in Nashville. Do you have like a big like going away celebration you're you're doing? Absolutely not. I know. I, well, I so oh, when I was leaving Nashville, I did not. I vehemently did not want to do that, and everyone kept mm -hmm. like throwing the parties. Yeah. Ugh, Thankfully, I, I'm traveling too much to like really justify anybody doing that. Yeah, that's good. Do you want to start the show? Sure. Are we rolling? We've been going this whole time. Oh, great. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Hey, hey, hey. So I wanted, so I'm in LA, Brandy, you're in Nashville. Yeah. And I've been doing this thing where I've been doing my radio shows in Nashville from here. And to get callers on my show, I've been using Snapchat. You can call people on Snapchat, you know? Yeah, I didn't know that because I haven't been on Snapchat in years. So, like, update me on that real quick. Well, yeah, so you can, like, FaceTime people. You can call them. You can do all this stuff. Like, and so, so what's the difference between Snapchat and Skype now? One's more aligned with dick pics than the other, I suppose. Right, right. I found that the audio is really good, so I asked Brandy if she could get on Snapchat to do the podcast on Snapchat with me, <laughs> and you don't have – you are the only millennial that doesn't have Snapchat. Well, I just – once Instagram stories became a thing, it just seemed really silly to do both because it's the exact same thing. And obviously Instagram trumps everything. And so I just quit using Snapchat. And then somewhere along the way, I forgot my password and got locked out of Snapchat. And I just haven't cared enough to get back on. You texted me. I said, uh, do you have Snapchat? You said, no, LOL. And I said, dang it. It sounds really good on that. And I said, let's try to FaceTime audio and see how that sounds. And you then said, well, I have it, but I'm locked out of my account. I haven't used it in years. And I said, dick pics, question mark? And then you said, what about them? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I don't understand that question. Like, is how do I get them now? Do I, do I, what does that mean? No, like, are you locked out because you sent too many dick pics? That was what I was going uh, with. Oh, how would I send a dick pic? I don't, I mean, I don't know. You mean like nudie pics? Yeah, like, like, yeah. like booby pics. No. Wasn't doing that. Have you ever sent a scandalous photo to a um, gentleman? I did when I was like 23, and I was so nervous about it all the time because I was like, it's going to get leaked. It's going to leak somewhere. Someone's going to hack my stuff. Mm -hmm. And I only did like two because I was so nervous, but I was young and stupid, you know? Can I ask like what type of scandalous photo was it? Was it was it like at the end of the day, like, like PG-13 or was it NC-17? Oh! Technically PG-13. It was just like a naked mirror pic, I feel. Yeah. There Which are is, definitely degrees of pics you can send, right? Yeah, it definitely was not in C-17. Yeah. Like, just, like, navel up? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's like borderline fine for your, like, tits to be seen. Like, I feel like that's just, like, eh, nip slip, like, no biggie. But it's, like, a whole other ball, ball game. I feel like, for your waist down to be exposed. Yeah. Male or female, I feel yeah, hashtag free the nipple. Yeah. You want to know something? I've never, ever in my life Have sent a dick, a dick pic. Dude, I mean, I feel like like dicks are gross. So, like, why would you even send a dick pic? Yeah, it, there's no good can be had from sending a dick pic. I agree. And I just, like, don't really understand the appeal of it. Because, like, dudes love tits and are, like, turned on by that. I get it. But, like, girls don't think dicks are, like, cute. It's like, ew. Yeah. So why would you do it? I have one and I think it's gross. You know? Yeah, I just they're just like not pretty. Like I just don't really understand. But whatever, you know, like whatever floats your boat, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, there was a time in my life in which I was getting a lot of uh, DM slides and people sending a lot of like naked pictures to me, you know? Like post-bachelor? Yeah. Like there, there's a good six months of just like unbridled <laughs> naked thoughts. Tots? That's insane. Is it thoughts or tots? It's thoughts. Yeah. Just like nothing but thoughts sliding in. Oh my God. Is it dots or thoughts? <laughs> uh, that is insane. Like, is that like, like, are you guys like proud of this when it happens? Or are you like, yeah, I'm getting lots of thoughts in my DMs? Or like, no, or like, you're like, this is annoying. Okay. So we were just at iHeartFest this past weekend, right? Yeah. And it was uh, Brandy and I, and then Ben Higgins, Nick Vial, Sarah was there, Ashley and Jared, Dean, mm-hmm. who was a hot mess. And hot mess. Hot mess. Hot, hot. <laughs> and then it was Blake and Jason, who, by the way, I really like. Really nice guys. I hadn't, yeah, they're both great. Hadn't met him before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but Ben was doing a thing where he would Instagram story. Oh, pe- bros having fun. Yeah, and it's them on their phones, right? Yeah, because they're on their phones 24-7. Yeah, and, and you know why, right? Because they're in the DMs. They're filtering through the DMs, seeing 100%. what tots thoughts are sending them thoughts <laughs> i kind of like tots i'm not gonna lie yeah that's like a young thought yeah oh that's good that's you know good. yeah like a not legal yeah 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 O-M-G. no 100 percent. that's what's going on i know they're single you know like they got dumped on tv like go for it buddy you know yeah go go get it my only complaint was is that they were we were like backstage at iheart fest and backstage is filled with a bunch of famous people, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, you're Go not... find one here. Yeah, like, your window of relevancy is closing rapidly right now. Do you want to know my thoughts about the my theory about this, though? Yeah. About these guys. And it's not just Blake and Jason. I feel like it's just, like, the the average guy that comes off of The Bachelor. Okay. No, no offense to any of this. I feel like, like, when they're on the show, like, the producers obviously make it seem like these guys have, like, a lot of game. Like, you see them with the, like, for instance, this season. Like, you see all these guys with Becca, and they're super romantic, and they're super whatever, and they, they look like they've got game. And it makes all these girls that are watching them on TV be like, oh, my God, like, only, only I can have somebody like that or whatever. But in real life, like, these guys are all talk. They're like, yeah, girls in my DMs. Like, yeah, I was out till four last night. But they don't follow through because in reality, they have zero game. And that's my theory. I agree with that. Hence why they're on the television show. If you had game, you... <laughs> You'd be you wouldn't married. go on the show. You wouldn't be on the show. So I feel like they're like big talk and like whatever. They like talk to girls when we go out and talk to girls at the club. But then when it comes down to it, at the end of the night, they like have no follow through and end up just like bailing on them. So I I think the idea of them going up to like a pretty girl that's like in real life is, is like asking too much from these guys. Hundred percent agree with that. Actually, I, I understand where they're coming from. My whole thing was like you can check your DMs next week. Late, later, yeah. Totally. You know? So is that just, like, them being socially awkward and just not really knowing how to, like, hang? Like, if you think about it, those guys have been, like, caged birds, right? That's true. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade. Those guys have been keeping a very clean nose because yeah. they thought they were going to be The Bachelor. Totally. So they've been being little altar boys and then all of a sudden, your boy Colton over here is The Bachelor and they're getting invited to Vegas with you and I and a bunch of other famous people, and they're just like, whoa, all right, let's yeah. do it. But my whole thing was like, guys, these DMs aren't going anywhere. I promise you, all right? But we're backstage with, like, Debbie Ryan and, you know, Sabrina Carpenter. I'm just like, there's a there's a bunch of hot famous people around here. Get off your freak phones, you know? Yeah, this yeah, win- totally. This window of you guys being cool, really closing quick. I just want you to and jump like on being it. And, like, being at things like this festival, yeah. like, might not happen next year. Like, you never know. Oh, I know. Like, in that group chat, you weren't in the group chat. I should have put you in there, but I... Dang it. I'm what so- the heck? Well, it was, yeah, I'm sorry. But, you know, obviously, Peter was invited last year. Yeah. But Peter was not invited this year, but he was, like, in, like, the, like, residual, like, the old group chat, and he was, like... Oh, he's still in the group chat. Well, I think we had to, like, start a new one because we realized that Peter was invited, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. And same with, like, Vanessa Grimaldi. She was invited. She was in Bali. I know. Which I wish she had been there because Nick Nick was there and I would just like to sit back. That honestly might be one of the reasons why she didn't go. 
Yeah. If she knew he was going. But I adore her. I wish she'd been there. It would have been nice to have a little more girl power in the group. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I agree. They're way too hot, top-heavy on the guys. Agreed. I had fun. What was your fa- what was your favorite part of iHeartFest this year? My favorite part of iHeartFest. Mm, I had fun Saturday night out with everybody at Jewel. That was probably my favorite time of the whole festival. But as far as the actual festival goes, I really enjoyed Shawn Mendes. Yeah. That was probably my favorite point in the show. Did you like Shawn Mendes solo or Justin Timberlake bringing Shawn Mendes out to do a, I an old... I didn't get to see Justin Timberlake bring Shawn Mendes out oh, because yeah. some douchebag security person was like, that pass doesn't get you up here. And I was like, yes, it does. I was just up there and I was up there yesterday. Yeah. And he like wouldn't let me on the freaking platform and I couldn't see. So I missed that. I'm sorry about it that. It was bad. Either way, I love Shawn Mendes. I said I love his record. What was your favorite? time jack white was great jack white was good i was very surprised that jack white would do that festival me uh, too just because like jack white is so against everything corporate and like to be honest like, yeah i love iheart i work for them but like they are the epitome of corporate you know right it's like yeah. disney and iheart like the two like media giants in, in the world so i was surprised he did it but like we were talking about this during the festival there's jack white the artist and then there's jack white the businessman and right. Jack White, the artist, is a caricature. He created this thing, right? Mm-hmm. But let's be fair. Like, Jack White is a genius businessman, a genius marketer. And right. I think that I'm buying into the thing that he created. But if Jack White is as smart as he is or mm-hmm. seems to be, of course he's going to do iHeartFest, you know? like Right. So it was this weird thing of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that Jack White's like a totally smart savvy business guy that like why the fuck would you turn down playing iHeartFest you know yeah I'm sure Jack White like is like yeah I'd like to be always played on alt stations all across the country for the rest of time you know totally so Jack White was great I really 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 liked Leonard Skinner um, oh yeah because, Everyone was loving that. Well, so here's the thing. Like, Leonard Skinner is a band that, like, you can say to yourself you're not a Leonard Skinner fan, which I would imagine, like, three-fourths of the country would say that. Mm-hmm. You could also say the exact same thing for, like, Coldplay or Snow Patrol or Ed Sheeran. And you're like, no. And then you go to one of their shows and you're like, I fucking know every song, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. They've just got so many hits. Yeah, it's true. It was a good vibe. Everybody loved it. Yeah, and it was, I think that they sat back in the wings and saw like the Shawn Mendes's and, you know, the, what everyone that was, all these young people singing. And I think they were like, yeah. you know what? We're going to go show you these fucking kids what it used to be like you know yeah like this is how you're supposed to rock and they killed it man they're old dudes but everyone for that many people to show up that are like between the age ranges of like 19 and 29 for them to like get that crowd going i think was impressive and they were great so that was my i thought they were great you should get me a bell as a housewarming gift for my denver apartment okay i can do that we even potted it in a while can we say it like that? We haven't potted. We haven't potted. It sounds like very like a grocery store Joe would say that. Which, by the way, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to dancing. Yeah, on Monday. Okay, 
I have not seen someone be so bad on that show since my dad was on. <laughs> I didn't I'm watch. Serious. Sarah was like, "Do you want to watch?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to watch. Why would I want to watch this show?" But I heard he was really bad. It was awful. I just watched his performance because I heard people saying it was bad, and I was like, "I got to see this." Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was horrendous. Like it literally reminded me so much of my dad. My dad would, was on that show, and like he was so terrible, and he would like count out loud because that was the only way he could like you know like. One, two, three, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. And like no one else was doing that and he got so much shit for it. But I could kind of see Joe doing that too, I feel. And it was just like, it was such a train wreck. I felt so bad for him. And I almost felt like he was secretly wishing he got voted off and didn't have to do it again. Yeah, I think so. But there is a silver lining in that story that you told because your dad went really far on that show. Oh yeah, because the fans' votes count more as much as the scores do at least up until the you know the final like three so yeah my dad was top five i think he, he was a fifth fourth runner up or whatever it's that achy uh, breaky generation pulling him through man it's true man it's true and joe's got the fans on his side he I guess. does like that guy's gonna he's like he so he called me and he was like hey well do you want to come to the show <laughs> <laughs> and i was like not really and he's like they've been asking me to get some bachelor people there and i'd like it if you came and i was like yeah okay i'll go so I'm going That's on. So funny. I'm going on Monday, and uh, it's actually a really fun show to sit in a live audience for. All right, cool. It I, really is. I don't. I asked Sarah, and she was like, "No, not going to that." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't blame you." It is fun though, um, but it's just it's hilarious because of all of the guys from that season. I feel like there were so many of them that can dance, were like like freakishly well, like Jason. And Blake both like know how to swing dance or something. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And so like of all the guys they could have picked, like Joe's like the least capable of dancing. I know. And it's so funny. I hope that that's the story that like he is terrible at this and then becomes good, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's to, always one, I feel. Yeah. Similar to like him being on a reality TV show. Like he was terrible. The reason why he got kicked right. off that first night is because he could not talk in an interview. Not because <laughs> I don't think it was because Becca gave two flying fucks either way about anyone at that moment. You know, it, it was right. producers being like, this guy, this guy is horrible. Get him out of here. Yeah. And then at the end of Paradise, he was like pretty good at it. Like he would. Yeah. You know, he started cracking jokes and being funny. So, oh, my God. Can you hear the dogs in the background? Uh-huh. Dude. So I'm doing this from I built this studio in, in Sarah's house. Sorry, I, I need to be better at this in our house. It's so funny because I do my radio shows from this room. That's so crazy. I know. It's it's kind of weird. Like, I just straight up do my job in my underwear now. It's phenomenal. It's almost as what nice as you, you being in your bed right now. <laughs> it's almost. But it's really funny because I'll be, like, in the middle of a break or whatever, and the dogs start, like, Carl starts howling in the background, and I just have to roll oh, with yeah. it because, like, that's my new, like, workspace now. That is so funny. So do you have your same show that you had <clears throat> – when you were here? Yes, I do. Wow, that's amazing. I just do it from here, which is kind of cool. You do it every day? Like, yeah, you I do. You record new stuff every day? Yeah, uh, 107.5 The River, 7 to 10 every night, and then 105.9 The Rock. That one changed. Now I'm doing mornings, 10 to noon. So yeah, we'll see how long that goes. Dude, did you watch the Emmys this year? No, who watches the Emmys if you don't, like, have to go to the Emmys? I know, well, um... I don't know. I watched it because... That's because your girlfriend's like up for stuff, right? I know, but this was the first year that Modern was not nominated for an Emmy. Oh, they weren't. Which is ridiculous and stupid because that show is so good, but whatever. But whatever. Did you guys go? <clears throat> no, we didn't go. We went to like all the parties beforehand. Got it. Night before the Emmys, which was our first date. Oh, that's right. And I, I never told this story. I should probably tell this story. It is, it is one of my favorite stories. I never told it because like I was always like worried that like telling it would upset her you know or like right. letting too much in i was out in la last year to present at the hero dog awards because you know <laughs> on brand right I'm very on brand <laughs> <laughs> she was at this she didn't tell me what it was she was just like hey i've got, I've got an industry party i've got to go to so i was like that's cool i'm going to this hero dog awards but when i get done let's go get a drink that was the thought we were in Beverly Hills. I didn't get done until like maybe like 10, 30, 11 or something. So oh, wow. she was like, I'm looking on my phone right now. There's nothing really open in Beverly Hills. Just come to this party I'm at. I got a plus one. So I was like, okay, I don't know. You know, whatever. Have I told this story before? No, but tell, tell me you rolled up and you're like, 
leather jacket and bandana in your back pocket of your jeans. No, I was in a suit because I was just presenting at a dog awards show. Oh, so you were dressed right. That's I was dressed insane. perfectly for it. That's crazy. I was hoping you'd roll up in like your typical, like, I just got off my motorcycle in East Nashville look. No, that was like this year. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, so the, our first date was at the night before the Emmys party and, and that party, 99.9% of the population doesn't know that this party exists because there's no press allowed. There's no cameras allowed. And it's the night before. It's everybody. It's everyone that's on a TV show right now, except for reality TV shows. And so I roll up and it's like the first person I run into, like at like getting my crit, like getting a wristband was Joel McHale. He like starts making fun of me like immediately. And you have to remember, <laughs> this is like the first time I ever met Sarah. Like first time I ever met her. That's like, wild. We had like FaceTimed and like talked, but like never met her. So then we walk in and then we run into uh, Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, she's like, oh, my God, love, how are you doing? And like, have you ever noticed how Hollywood people talk weird to each other, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, totally. There's a lot of like, hello, love. And like, uh, uh, what's, what's the other one she uses a lot? Doll. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And I'm almost like, well, you never talk about this in normal life. Why are you talking about this right now? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's like love it's what's, so what's love what's going on and he was like my house just burned down and i started laughing and he's like why are you laughing and i was like oh you're being serious oh, you're so... <laughs> oh uh, my god i guess like in a way it's it, sarah like it shocks me that she would invite you to that party having never met you but at the same time i guess it's like the ultimate test like well let's see if he can keep up let's see if he can hang you know what i mean total trial by fire you know oh yeah I guess I passed that test. You know, it was just like... Yeah, here you are a year later. Exactly. I think that it was wonderful that I didn't know where I was going. Like, I I do much better. Like, ignorance is bliss, right? Like, I do mm -hmm. so much better and I have no idea what's going on. Right. So the other day, Sarah goes, hey, we gotta go to a baby shower. And I was like, baby showers are for girls to go to. And she's uh -huh. like, this is a co-ed baby shower. And I said, oh, okay, I'll go. And she goes, it's my good friend, Addie. Known her for years, known her since I was 18 when I first got here. And her husband, Jeremy, him and I went to uh, high school together in New York. So I'm like, okay, these are old friends, whatever. Let's go to a baby shower. So I get dressed up like I don't, in my yachting outfit that I think is like <laughs> appropriate for baby showers, right? Right, light colored denim, light shirt. Yeah, exactly. It was it was like a, it was a khaki rolled up. Uh, oh boy! Nice shoes, button down, bit too tight, button down. Incredible. Did the hair, whatever. I don't. You don't. You don't know. Like no guy's ever been to a baby shower, so we don't know what we're supposed to wear. That's true. So I go to this thing. And I walk in, and this black lady sees me walk in, and she goes, "Ah, oh my god, you're here! Thank God you're here!" And I was like, "Oh, okay." And she goes, "Oh." <laughs> My husband and I love watching you on The Bachelor, so or on, on Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, great. And then at that point, Sarah's like, okay, we got to go find Addie. We start walking around, and, like, uh, William H. Macy's there. and then what? And, like, Emmy Rossum's there. And um. I'm like, where the fuck are we right now? Turns out her friend Jeremy is Lip from Shameless. So the entire no. cast of Shameless is there. And so I didn't even tell you. No, I was like... <laughs> Afterwards, I was like, maybe in the future, tell me that we're going to go like meet the entire yeah. cast of Shameless. Because I love that show, by the way. Just a slight heads up is Just all you're asking for here. A little bet. A little bet. <laughs> Anyways. I love that she doesn't tell you. I kind of love that she's just like, yeah, this is what it, here we are. This is what it is. It's everything so nonchalant with her. But then it turned into like, love hello, it. love, darling. How are you? This <laughs> It's so good. But like, I feel like that's so great because like the, the you know. The other way that that goes is like, okay, we're going to baby shower today. Like, so my friend was on is on Shameless. Like, yeah. don't be weird. Like, you know, like that that like that would suck. So like, I like I like the way she handles it. She just like throws you right in. Yeah, and is like sink or swim, bro. I did great. I'm sure. Sure, you did. I ended up. Yeah. You know, I've, this this is a weird thing that I've I've noticed about Hollywood. A lot of people give you their number because they're like, dude, you're cool, you're great. You know, like obviously I'm a, I'm a novelty to all these people, and I totally accept it. You know. Mm -hmm. Like I'm this reality TV dipshit. Now they have to like <laughs> that kinda... somehow got Sarah Highland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, like trick the system, and they're like, "Well, I guess you're kind of here, you know." So like, and then they, they get to know me, and I think they're they're all like, "Oh yeah, you're you're pretty funny. You're like you're nice or whatever." And then they'll give you their number. This has happened on, on numerous occasions. But then the next day, I'll text them, being like, "Dude, so great to meet you. You know, like let's get a 
drink nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I feel like I am so guilty of this. Like I Are will you? give my number. If someone asks me for my number, I cannot say no and I cannot make up a fake one. Like I'll just give it to them and then I'll never respond to anything they ever send me. I do the weird thing of like, just hit me up on social media. It's like, just DM me. Just DM me. That's what I need to start doing. Yeah. Just like, DM me. DM me. Oh, that's what I got to start doing because yeah. I'm so bad about it. And then I'll start getting flooded with texts and I feel so bad not responding. But I'm like, if I answer even once, then I'm stuck. Yeah. I'm stuck responding every other time. Can we just like real quick talk about this Quip toothbrush? I've been dying to talk about yeah. it. You like gave me one before you left. And we talked like we talked about it for a second when you left. And then I've been using it. And I'm like, all I want to do is talk about this toothbrush. We have notes. Let's just talk about what we actually like about it. I can't the even read your notes because you're a copier. Like, I, what do you want me to do? Ink. Get some freaking ink. So basically, it's a like real sleek looking toothbrush. Super sleek. I went with gunmetal. What did you go with? Mine's like a copper. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's um, electric, so it like vibrates. Mm-hmm. They send you like new like brush heads when you need them. Yeah, like subscription. I was in Mexico for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I use it every single day. It still is still fully great. charged. Yeah, I know. Mine, mine will never die. I know. It's incredible. Okay, and you know, last time I gave you so much crap about you were like you can stick it to your mirror. Yeah, and I was like that's so aesthetically unpleasing. I yeah. would never do that. Okay, I didn't stick it to the mirror, but I did stick it to my backsplash tile. Like yeah. I have tile on the back of my sink or whatever. Yeah. And I did. I like suck it on there, and mm-hmm. I love it so much. And this is nerdy too, but it comes with like a really cool travel case. It does come with the travel case because like that's the one thing that's kind of gross about toothbrushes when I you know. travel with them. You're like you just kind of throw it in the dop kit. That's just like Ugh. yeah. Well, I always throw mine in with my makeup, and then makeup yeah. can get on it. So I love the little case. It's yeah, great. This is straight up like we just like this toothbrush. We love this toothbrush. Like I, I got so excited about it. A Quip toothbrush starts at twenty five dollars, and if you go to getquip.com slash YFT for your favorite thing. You'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Guys, you really need to do it. It's it's life changing. So that's get Quip. So G E T Q U I P dot com slash Y F T for your favorite thing. And boom, like literally, there are some things I think we've we've probably done this thing where I'm like, I don't know if anyone's gonna like this. This one you're gonna like. This will be your new favorite toothbrush. Yes, nailed it. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right, you want to go? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go sing karaoke. Okay, let me find out what time to try to do this. Yeah. I've got so many favorite shows right now, by the way. Shows? Yeah. Well, all, all my favorite shows are back on TV, thank God. All right. Praise God, Fall TV is back. Yeah, okay, so give me, what's your rundown? Uh, Grey's Anatomy premiered last night, two-hour premiere, phenomenal. About to rewatch it for the second time the minute we hang up. All right. Love it that much. Wow. Um, yeah, This Is Us, obviously. What a classic. That one's back this week as well. Loved the first episode. Oh, The Resident. It's like, a, you know, like the poor man's Grey's Anatomy or whatever, but it's the guy from Gilmore Girls, the hot, like, blonde kid from Gilmore Girls, and he's, like, the lead character, and then it's Emily Van Camp from Revenge. That's so two characters I love from other shows that are in The Resident, and it's back as well. You know, it's a uh, show that kind of piqued my interest. I haven't watched because I'm not really, like, a hospital ER scrubs guy, but it looked pretty good, uh-huh. was New Amsterdam. Have you seen, like... Oh. No, I haven't even seen that. Really? Look up a trailer for it. I think you would like it. Like the premise okay. is is that the way that hospitals are run right now is really fucked up. So this like oh, the, yeah. the head surgeon or whatever comes in there and is like, we're gonna do it completely different. What do you what are your guys' thoughts? Like insurance companies aren't gonna be like telling us what to do. Like, what do you guys want to do? Like no waiting rooms. And I'm like, great, no waiting like he starts like doing hospitals like the way that they should be, not like how they're run. I actually haven't seen it, but I love that you just chose three shows that I've actually never seen a single episode of. How have you never seen Grey's Anatomy? Are you a human being? Yeah, I've seen ER. That's the same thing. If you, it's not the same thing, but I watched ER as a child religiously, and if you liked ER, you would love Grey's Anatomy. I didn't love ER. That's the thing. Like, Why I just, not? What's not to love? Well, I am the son of a doctor. Oh, that's true, I guess. I didn't think about that. I just don't know if I care. It's so good. I know it's good because everyone says it is, but I don't know if I'm going to get, like, I've got, I've only got so much bandwidth, and I'm not sure right, if I'm right, going to, like, right. dedicate some of it to that. Especially because, well, like. at this point, there's, yeah. like, 14 seasons, so it would take you, like, months to catch up. Yeah. No, thank you. And then This Is Us. I've never seen an episode of This Is Us. I just know it's sad, right? It is sad. The first season was really great, and then I felt like, like, the second season was just meh. 
But I liked the first episode of this new season a lot. Yeah, but like the guy from from Gilmore Girls is dead now, though, right? He is, but he's still in every episode because they flash back all the time. Like the way that show works is like it's a little confusing because they'll show you like all these different timelines of these people's lives. Yeah, like in in no certain order, you know. Which, but that's the cool part of it too is the the way they're able to make all these character like all these actors look like you know twenty years younger and. years older than they are in different scenes it's pretty wild yeah all right and then the other one was oh this doctor one the resident yeah yeah it's like a you know like a poor man's grace it's like definitely not as good as gray's anatomy i think you should look up this this new amsterdam thing i think you're gonna like it 100 percent, i will because i i do love medical shows for some reason even though like it's funny like i i've i've never even i haven't been to a doctor since i was like 13 years old like i don't even go to the hospital but i just like live for it for some reason so i've got a couple so so those are yours. Sorry, I didn't. I'm, I'm in charge of the bell. I'm doing a bad job. You got a ring, ring, ring. New season of Ozark. Stop it. Oh yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's been out for a minute. Now. It has, but we haven't done a podcast in a while. So. You're right. You're right. But I like that one as well. I'm almost done with it. Are you done with it? Oh yeah, I've ripped through that. Don't like in a ruin day. anything. Don't um, ruin it. You, you haven't finished it. No, I haven't. I have two more episodes to go. Dude, I fucking ran into that little that little redneck chick uh, at the no. at the airport. Like I didn't talk to her. No but I saw her, and I was just like. Good. I want to fucking hang out oh with you. Oh my god, my Miley would fangirl so hard. Over yeah, her. she's like obsessed. She's so good. Everyone in that show, like Man. Jason Bateman, is so good in that. So good. And he's like got his like his Arrested Development. Like that guy can never shed his humor. Like he, that's just who he is. You know. Oh, totally. But he's, but it's so subtle in this. It's oh yeah, just so good. He does such a great job with it. And then uh, Laura Linney, is that who it is? I don't know her. I don't know her real name. I think that's, I think it's Laura Linney. Um, It's like Lady Macbeth. Like she is starting to kind of take over the heroin farmer wife and husband thing is so good. And they're so creepy. Oh, so creepy. Like the wife, the wife, especially. She scares me. There are some times where I literally think she looks demonic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've done such a good job. And then little redneck girl. So like. And so here's the thing. Like I really loved that first season, and I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I don't know if they're gonna be able to like keep up the momentum. Like sophomore slump. I gotta say, I think I might think that the second season is better than the first. I I agree with you because season one actually started to lose my interest about three quarters of the way through, Mm -hmm. and I did finish it, but I was feeling like I wasn't as into it. But I have been really into season two. Love it. Other show that I watched, I had to kind of push through it because I'm a guy, but I will say The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is phenomenal. What is that? So it won like everything at the Emmys, but you didn't watch the Emmys this year because you're whatever. You're watching Grey's Anatomy or some shit. I I feel like I was busy. I feel like I was like in Iceland or something. Oh, we need to talk about that. Let's let's just bookmark that for a second. Okay, bookmarked. The Marvelous Mrs. Mavel is a period piece. Happens in New York in like the 30s or the 40s maybe. Midge Maisel is Jewish housewife well-to-do family her husband is like kind of like a normal businessman but at night he like goes and goes to the get the gaslight in Grant village and does like stand up and then all of a sudden one day he leaves midge mazel because he's cheating on her with his secretary midge mazel like kind of loses it gets drunk and goes down to like where he'd perform and like jumps on stage and just like starts ranting about like how shitty men are and like how terrible a predicament she's in. And you know the woman who does the voice for the mom in Family Guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was on Mad TV. Oh, yeah. So she's, she's like the she's like the owner of, of this club where she gets on stage and all of a sudden she's like, you are fucking hilarious. You're a comedian. We need to turn you into a comedian. So then it's like the transformation of this like housewife into this amazing comedian. And it is, hmm. it's really... I think the reason why it was hard for me to get into because it's very female and empowering. Right. And albeit like uh, someone who's like all about that, it doesn't mm-hmm. like hold me as much as like it held Sarah because like Sarah like finished it like in a day. Oh, yeah. And like it took me a while. But then once it got, got it going, I was like, man, this show's really good. And then the way it's shot, you're in Birdman where they would do like an entire scene with like never cutting to like a different yes. camera. They yep. do that. Like it's like it's like six pages in like one shot, which is just crazy. That's cool. So anyways, that show is phenomenal. Deserved like all those freaking Emmys at one. What is another show that I really, really liked? Oh, have you seen The Sinner? 
I can't watch it. I tried. Oh man, just, it just was, the first two episodes were just so violent. I couldn't keep going. Did you watch the one with Jessica Biel? Yeah, dude, I really. But I'm like weird like that, where I like making the murderer and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, anyway. I like I like a lot of crime stuff, but there is something about stabbing, like scenes where oh, people are that stabbing scene, each that's, other. That scene is brutal. Like if you can get through uh, that one, then you're fine. Like then it's and fine. I couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah. And like there, I don't know. Like any other kind of violence, I'm really okay with. But there's something about stabbing scenes that really do a number on me and i just could not get past that yeah i i hear you on that that season the first season is really really good i just finished the second season and i, I didn't love it as much as the first and then my last well, i've got a couple more uh one is <laughs> i know i've been watching a lot of fucking tv dude i'm a loser i have another one too but keep going oh, okay cool uh my the next one oh so remember when i told you about uh, american vandal the the yes. mockumentary and like you couldn't like yes. grasp it so they've got a new season of it Amazing, um, and it's about the it's like the doo doo bandit or like oh the turd burglar. Anyways, it's about some guy who just like terrorizes a school with shit, and it's so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> that's great. And then I just started last night the first, and that's with Sean Penn on Hulu. Oh, what's that? It's all about like going to Mars the first time. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it, so the first, not to like ruin it, but the first, ep- I've only seen the first episode, but I was like, I'm into this. The first episode is Sean Penn is like the astronaut leader and he gets like scrapped from the mission. He has to like kind of like sit by and watch all the guys he trained or whatever, all his comrades, co-workers like go up to be the first man mission to Mars and it explodes like oh, in ascent from like the trailer or whatever, it looks like he ends up like doing the next mission. So I'm only mm-hmm. like right at that point, but it's- that's cool. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start that one tonight. That do sounds you, good. Do you have Hulu? I do. All right, yeah. That it, I was. There's my only problem is that Sean Penn looks like he's doing some steroids. Like he's way too jacked up. He's like an old really? guy, really, like real veiny, real vascular. Ugh, Not loving that's it. That's weird. Yeah. Just speaking of Hulu, did you ever watch Handmaid's Tale? No, I watched like. Two oh, episodes of so it, and good. I was like, "All right, I can't do this." Oh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Did you watch Sharp Objects on HBO? No. I feel like you'd like that. It's fantastic. I, so it's a book by Jillian Flynn, which I I read years ago when it came out. Yeah. Um, that they, they turned into a series. Amy Adams stars in, and it's it's pretty. It's lined up pretty well with the book, which is great. Usually, like if I've read something and then watched them, you know, usually a movie's never as good as the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. But HBO did a really great job with this series, and Amy Adams really killed it. The last episode was a little weird the way they ended it with the twist and everything, but it was great though. I loved it. I think you should watch it. I started watching Barry on HBO with bill Hader, have you seen that one no i haven't i love him though i do too like he's so like like i just still see him in forgetting sarah marshall where he, oh yeah he's like so oh good. i know what you're doing that's disgusting <laughs> i loved him in train wreck too that amy schumer movie yeah he's so good i love him he won uh emmy as well and oh he did yeah and like the premise of that is he's a hitman and he has to go to la to like do a hit on uh it's like a mob boss's wife is fucking the trainer you know like at the gym and so he's got to go out and like kill the trainer as he follows him around like the trainer is like in an acting class like everyone in in (laughs) like goes into the acting class and he realizes that he wants to become an actor it's just him having to be a hitman like he can't get out of it but he also really wants to be an actor Harry Winkler, who was like the Fonz, he won. Yeah. He won an Emmy too for I think Best Supporting. So that's funny huh. too. So yeah, this, okay. is lo- we, this is a big TV heavy episode we're doing right now. I mean, it's it's appropriate with all the TV coming back. You know. Yeah. I am in the middle of a book right now that I like a lot. Oh, which one's that? Uh, it's called uh, Whiskey When We're Dry. Have you heard oh. of it? No, but I like the title. It's a western. How do you feel about westerns? I love westerns. I'm a big Western guy, big into can, Louis L'Amour. Yeah. This one's really cool because it's really, it's female. And I, I feel like we're very much like in the swing of like women empowerment thing. Which oh, I'm, totally. Which I'm totally fine with. So basically it's about a family, uh, dad, mom's gone. Uh, they live in Missouri. So older, older brother, younger sister, older brother kind of gets into it with the dad, leaves the, the farm and ranch. Dad ends up dying. The girl has to 
kind of like make it on her own for a while. So she she ends up dressing like a boy or a man and like going huh. out and she becomes like gunfighter, gun shooter, trick shooter thing. She like is better than every guy that she comes across. And in interim, her brother is becoming like the most famous outlaw in the country. And so it's her trying to catch up with her brother. I don't know. It's just like like we are in that weird like me too, like female empowerment thing. And uh, right. this girl's like such a badass. I love it. That's so cool. I'll yeah. just put that one on my list. I read – I've read a few books lately that none of them that are, I've been too crazy about. But there was one. It's definitely more of a female book I feel called Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. Mm-hmm. And it's a good, like, like you know, fiction, like thriller, like with a twist at the end, typical. But of all, the, I like I read a lot of those because that's what's on the bestsellers list at the airport usually. Yeah. Um, and this one was one of my favorites, and it's about um, basically this one of my things. One, this girl marries this guy that she meets pretty quickly, and he just seems so perfect. Um, and then you know, without giving anything away, basically, then she gets into the marriage and like. You know, day one of their honeymoon, she, he, she realizes, like, this is not the guy that she thought she married. And it's pretty dark. This guy's character, when, once he starts revealing who he really is, like, it's it's pretty dark and twisted and crazy. But I loved it. Is it in the vein of, like, uh, Girl on a Train or Gone Girl, like that? It is. Yeah, it is, actually. Basically, like, basically this – I don't think this is giving anything away. Basically, this girl marries this guy, and then he basically takes her as prisoner and oh, forces her to portray this perfect – wife when his friends come over and he like sends her parents emails to make it seem like they have this perfect marriage and perfect life but in reality he's like torturing her and her sister and like all this stuff so it's pretty crazy all right i want to i want to read that one or listen it to was it. good what about movies have you seen I'm, I'm a little behind on this have you seen infinity war yes um that was like I've last watched year it. dude no it was a while ago it just came out on like on like apple or whatever i, I watched right. it three times in the past two weeks i'm obsessed with it so what do you think is going to happen because obviously like everyone dies and that can't be how this shtick is no they'll bring them all back I, I was a little annoyed that they brought in spider-man i'm like do we really need spider-man and this crew i don't i think not he's funny though He's funny, but like he's a child, and he's not like how many Spider Mans can we have? Honestly, I agree like, with there's that. There's been a million. Tobey Maguire, I feel, was my favorite, and since then, I'm like, we've just had too freaking many. And this kid hasn't been around long enough to be able to be an adventure. I'm sorry, he doesn't. He has not earned it. You know who has earned it? That keeps on getting snubbed. It's pissing me off. Is Deadpool? Why isn't Deadpool an oh, adventure? Oh, you're right. He's. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or an X Men like. It's, well, X-Men is DC Comics. No, it's not. It's Marvel. It's Oh, it is? Yes. What's DC Comics that I'm thinking of? Batman, Superman. Batman. That's right. Batman. I don't know. Did Maybe Deadpool will make a showing in the next one. But I loved them bringing Chris Pratt into this crew. Like, there was some real magic happening with Chris, Chris, and Chris, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of hotness on screen, which I was totally okay with. But Chris Pratt really did some of his best work in Infinity War. I thought he was hysterical. Yeah, when he when he starts talking like like Thor. Chris Hemsworth, I this die. is how I always talk. Are you it making your so... voice deeper? <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite scene in the whole movie, probably. But I just love them together. I thought they were great. And I'm like, how does Chris keep it together? Like, how do you not laugh at this? I know. It's so good. I really like that movie, too. Have you seen the new Deadpool? I watched half of it. Where was I? I was, like, on a plane and got interrupted. Like, I only could watch half before the plane landed or something. I really like. I need to finish it. Yeah, I like the new Deadpool. I Um, loved the first one. Have you noticed on social media, like, the new big joke is, like, moths really liking lamps? No. You haven't? No. It's like the new meme that I'm seeing all over over the place. Where it's like, yeah, it's like moths and lamps. It's, I gotta look for that. I've uh, seen. I've not seen that. Not into it so much. Yeah, here's the thing that really annoys me. You know when you buy a six pack of like soda or whatever, and they've got like a thing where you can kind of pop off like a corner of it, so you can take them out individually as you yeah. drink them. No yeah. one in the history of man has been able to uh, pop off like the corner right without like ripping <laughs> the thing. Every time I do it, I fuck <laughs> it up. It's so annoying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's more like a 12-pack. Yeah, 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 12. Can. What did I say? Six-pack? Six. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, It's a 12. Though. Yeah, you're not wrong. Or like when you get a box of granola bars and you got to pop open the top, but then so you can also like uh, hinge it back together, 
But oh, like it's you, like any cereal box. Yes, exactly. I destroy any cereal box that I open. Every single one. Do you want to know something funny? I probably haven't had cereal in 10 years. What? Yeah. My parents, that's what they eat for dinner is cereal. This is not a, this is not a joke. Frosted Flakes. They eat it every single night before bed. Seriously? Every single night. Who? And so, like, I, I eat gluten-free cereal in my house, but, you know, Frosted Flakes, whatever floats your boat. But I'm a big cereal guy, and I blame my parents. Your parents? I mean, I love cereal, too. I just don't do it anymore. I just don't drink milk anymore. Well, I, get, I use coconut milk in mine. Oh, you do? Yeah. So you got gluten-free cereal and coconut. This yeah. Is, this is not even cereal anymore, Brandy. It is. It's actually really good. It's, like, maple-flavored, like, granola-esque cereal. It's, oh, God. it's some sort of Huge weird fan. amalgamation. No, I'm just trying to be healthy over here. You know, once you hit 30, you got to start, like, healthing it up. Dude, I hear you on that, man. I got one of them one of them uh, scales that, like, tells me, like, my body fat and, like, oh, God. bone density. It's just I depressing. I can't have a scale in my house. Yeah, I know. I can't have a scale. Dude, we've got, uh, we've got probably sister... seven scales in this house. No, why? Because people send them to us. Oh. I know. I'd give them away. Miley has a great idea for her birthday this year. What is it? She's having a dirty 30, even though she's only going to be 26, so that everyone tells her how good she looks for 30. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in Nashville around Thanksgiving, make sure you guys show up for the dirty 30. No, is Molly doing a Halloween party this year? She's not, but we're going to throw a big party for her birthday. It's two days after Thanksgiving. Her is the party. Her birthday is the day after Thanksgiving, gotcha. but we're going to a big party then. Yeah, so here's my deal with Halloween. We've got an amazing Halloween costume idea, okay? Oh, are you going to tell? I'll tell it, but when this airs, I'm going to put it like a beep in the middle of it. Oh, so, perfect, yeah. perfect. <laughs> okay, so I want to dress up as Yeah. And she's going to dress up as a giant and we're going to be Oh, that's so good. Right? Who thought of that? I did, actually. That's genius. Okay, so I'm like, this is such a good, this is such a good costume. Um, so good. And I've been informed that there's like three or four parties we have to go to, and we have to have different costumes for each. I've been and, informed. <laughs> and I was like, Sarah, no, we have we have the best costume. Like, we don't oh, need yeah. other costumes. We have no, the no, good no. one, right? Yeah, totally. Like, we're never gonna be able to live up to the costume that we've come up the with. The best part of this costume is the role reversal here. I know. <laughs> Sticking with the theme, and and it also like harkens back to the last episode when I told you about the last year, to last year especially, but then also last episode when I told you that I like to wear wigs. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Where's that bell? <laughs> you really truly do, don't you? I just think it's so fun to to you love a wig. I love a wig. You want to know why I love a wig? It's not like some weird like. It's uh, a little weird. It's a fetish. Let's be real. It, no, it's not a fetish. Though. I, I can ah. totally, I can totally see how it could seem like that. But the way that I look at it, my hair is so difficult <laughs> that I've only had the same hair. Like everyone's had multiple haircuts. Hair. I have yeah. no joke. Never had a different haircut than the Aww. one I have right now. I don't know what Wells. it's like. So when I put on a wig, I'm like, oh my God, this was like, you guys grow your hair out and got a different hair. You're a different person. Like that's <laughs> would how. You, huh? Would you ever shave your head? Have I never told you the story of the scar on my head? No. So when I was like two or three, I guess, I was crawling around. My cousin Daryl. Daryl. was babysitting for us and she was making cookies and I smelled them and she had left the cookies in. I think. Oh, no. I Wait, think, I think you have maybe told me this Yeah, story. so she left the, the oven open. I think she took the cookies out, but I thought as a two-year-old that like the cookies were still in there. So I crawled oh, into no. the oven and oh. I and I burnt my forehead on like the grill part of the oven. And then when Yikes. I did that, I shoved my head straight up and when my head went right up, it went into the broiler and it uh. burned up fuck out of my head so i until i was about 15 years old i had a giant bald spot on my head and now you have a huge scar so then i was like dad you gotta i, I used to have because i have really curly hair so i would just grow an afro and not an afro but like really really like it was close to an afro so it would cover <laughs> it right and finally one day i was like you we gotta fix this so my dad's a doctor and so he's like oh, i can do this like so he got his buddies together and we like went into his lab, which looking back, like this is probably not legal. But uh, yeah, I was like, that was going to say, this sounds awfully sketchy. Yeah. So they went and so what they did is they cut out the, the scar tissue, which was probably like if you think about if you stacked 
maybe three quarters um, back to back to back. So it was like mm-hmm. kind of like long. It was that's what it looked like. It was like a long and but like that width, you know. Yeah. Um, in right on the top of my head. So they went and cut yeah. that out, and then they pulled my skin together and sewed ah. me up for like two weeks afterwards. My head was it was like a like a shitty facelift. So every time <laughs> I laughed, it would pull on the stitches, and my Ooh. head would start bleeding. So. My, and I'm the youngest of five, and all my siblings thought it was the funniest thing in the world. To just make you laugh. To make me laugh, because I'd be like, ha, 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 and then I'd start crying, like, oh. That is so mean. And blood would be, like, pouring down my head. That is the meanest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and my siblings thought I was mean to them. This is, please. Oh, no. You got nothing on the Adams Family. So I have a, ju- so this is a very, very long. The Adams Family. Oh, I, should that, tell, that. I should tell that story. I haven't told that voicemail story yet. Yes, you have. Have I told that story? Yes. I told it to you backstage at iHeart. Oh, maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I have, a, I have a pretty big scar on my forehead, and I have a pretty big in, indentation in my skull. Mm, so you can't shave your head. Yeah. So long story short, can't shave mm-hmm. my head because I really like cookies. Right. Right. Yeah. There we are. That's insane. Apparently, I used to tra- chase Trace around with scissors, like threatening him. I don't know. Really? So I've been told. So I've been told. Something tells me, though, that he pulled my hair first because that was a common theme in our uh, childhood was him pulling my hair out for no reason. So that's yeah. cool. What is the hierarchy here of the of the Cyrus clan? It's you? You mean like the actual, like, who's oldest? Yeah. I'm the oldest. Then Trace is a year and a half younger than me. Yeah. And then there's like a five-year gap between him and Miley. She's the middle. Yeah. And then a year and a half younger is Brazen. Yeah. And then Noah's the, like, youngin' that was the accident, you know? <laughs> I was a mistake, too. <laughs> the youngest always are. Yeah. Uh, Ruined our lives. <laughs> how Speaking was... of young Noah. Yeah. How's she doing? She has a new EP out. Have you listened to it? It's called The Good Cry EP. No, you want me to play it? Yeah. My favorite, well, Matt used the single, so maybe maybe you should play that one. But my favorite song on the EP is, it's called Punches. And it's uh, she did it with an artist, her name's LP. And she's somebody I've listened to for years. She's fantastic. I feel like you would know LP. Do you know her? Of course. She's set, she looks like Bob Dylan, but sounds yes. like, uh, yes. yes. She's phenomenal. So Noah's been a fan of hers for a long time. And they co-wrote that song together. And then LP's featured on it. It's, it's phenomenal. What song is it? Punches. Also, while you're queuing it up, Noah's currently on tour, and she just had her third show in Nashville. It was so fun. Wish you'd been here. And Did you everyone go? should like. Yes, I went. I took like 20 of my friends. Like okay. filled that place up. Miley was here. Brazen was here. My parents were here. It was great. Um, but if you guys would like to see Noah on tour, you should go um, onto her website and find her tour dates because I bet she's playing in a city near you. Was it the first time Miley's ever been a cannery ballroom? It's possible. It's gotta be. And which is which is funny because we everybody was telling stories of, of hey, when they were at Cannery Ballroom. Because my mom told me that when she was seventeen, she like she's from Kentucky. She said her and her best friend lied to my her parents, my grandma, and came down to Nashville to see a band called Lipstick at the Cannery Ballroom. Oh yeah. Okay, hold on. Great. All right, here's... Why do you have you have ads on Spotify? No, I um Feels like my world's but down. Went to YouTube. I'm trying to put it out. I'm trying, but don't know how. Honey, I'm drowning in all my doubts. It's like a. I'm trying to start again. I try, but I'm strong. How come it says good cry? Yeah, that's EP. Yeah. Through all this time, got nothing to lose. Oh, after all this time, see nothing but you. You might say I'm wasted on you, but when you break, she's such a good singer. She really is. Love can be as black and blue, but darling, I'll take Does this have LP on it? Yeah. Conscious for you. I think it's the second verse. She was kind of doing a little bit of an LP vibe. Noah is. Noah is. Noah is. Noah is. Noah is. Noah is. 
this is LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I love LP, by the way. I do too. I've always loved her. Yeah, I took. I remember taking my family because she played live on the green for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember it was a big festival in Nashville, and I remember making like my family come out, and I was like, "Trust me, you're gonna want to see this chick. Uh, I know <laughs> she looks like a skinny Bob Dylan, uh, but her <laughs> voice is absolutely phenomenal." And afterwards, everyone was like, "Oh my god, who is this lady? She's great." Yeah. So there's a venue in in Hollywood called Bardo, mm -hmm. and they do this thing called School Night once a week, where like up and coming bands play School Night, and it's like it's like a tastemaker type thing. Yeah. And when I was in a band, we played School Night, and LP was there to watch us. She's like she was friend she's friends with the girl I was in a band with's brother, and so she was there. And I remember being so freaking nervous that LP was watching us because mm -hmm. I was such a big fan of hers. That's funny. And now she's doing a song with your sister. I know it's so funny. Well, it comes. Back I, re around. I really am. I really am proud of Noah for like her taste in music. Yeah, I feel like I. I feel like I had a hand in that because a lot of the artists she loves. I. I feel like I introduced her to to back in the day when I was driving her back and forth to the barn every day. Yeah, but she really she really loves like LP and Ben Howard. Oh yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah, she loves Ben Howard, which I think is great because he's one of my favorites. So but what you're saying is that you were just a huge fan of mine when I was a uh, morning show DJ on Lightning 100 because this is all we played. It was like Ben Howard, LP, War on I did Drugs. Listen, I did listen to Lightning 100 all the time. So I did. I feel like I've had a hand. Just oh, kind of like, you do, uh, huh? Yeah, like just a couple people removed from why your sister is so great. But in all fairness, my ex-boyfriend took me to see Ben Howard play the Troubadour like five years ago, and that's when I fell in love with Ben Howard. His first record's great. I've not liked his stuff since then, but whatever. I liked the second one. The first record's the best. The second record was also great, and then it's gone a little downhill since. Yeah. So okay, so do you know who Dermot Kennedy is? Uh, country singer? No, oh. I feel like I've put. He's uh, I think he's Irish, but he's. Um, yeah, yeah. You played you played him for I've, us. Yeah. yeah, I've played him before. So he's doing a U.S. tour, mm -hmm. and somehow I just found out about it a few days. Actually, I was in Iceland when I found out, and so I immediately went on to try to buy tickets to the Denver show. Sold out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look at the Nashville show. I'll fly back to Nashville for it. Sold out. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll fly to Seattle and Olivia and I will go. Sold out. His entire tour is sold out. So I was like, all right. I was like, my last resort here is to just DM this guy and tell him that I'm a huge fan and have to go. I was like, but before I do that, I'm going to give a one last shot. And so I had Miley's manager reach out to his management to get me into the show so that I didn't have to like lowball myself and like DM the guy. But I'm in. You're in? I'm or... going. All right. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it would be stupid for him not to have you there, you know? Especially because no, you've talked about but him on like, the show and everything. I talk about – he probably thinks I'm a complete freak because I tweeted him all the time and stuff. But I was, like, literally, like, trying to craft this DM. Like, I don't DM often. Like, it is rare that I'll slide into a DM. And I was like, what am I going to say here to not sound like a freak and but also to not be, like, a snob and be like, I am Brandy Cyrus. Like, let me in. I was, I was like, what's the play here? I, like, can't figure out the happy medium. I think the happy medium is, hey, dude, I'm a gigantic fan of yours, and every god dang show of yours is sold out. How do I get in? My God, I feel like that sounds so, like, fanatic. <laughs> I know, but, like, that's what those those guys want to hear that. You're right. They do. I forget. And someone like you who's got, like, almost a million people following them, just in terms of marketing and PR, they must be like, mm, yeah, let's get this chick in the show immediately. That's true. Speaking of, I discovered a guy on Spotify the other day, just like came up like, you know, like when you leave it playing, it'll um, like play similar artists and stuff. And that's a lot of times how I like find people I like. So I found this guy. He's like a folk singer. His name is Joshua Hyslop. Okay. H-Y-S-L-O-P. And I like started listening to one of his songs and uh, I put it on my Instagram story and he reached out and was just like so pumped that I like posted about his song. Um, but people should check him out because it's really good. Bookmark. Let's get back to it. Iceland. <laughs> Tell me about oh, it. Oh, Iceland. What was your favorite thing about Iceland? Uh, it's so hard to pick just one. You and you but, and uh, Olivia go to Iceland together. We do. And her friend Rachel, one of her best friends from college, who just so happens to be a professional photographer. And let me tell you right now, I can never go back to traveling without a photographer. Oh, my God. It is the way. It is the only way to travel. <laughs> It's the only way. It was fantastic. 
So Rachel, uh, Rachel and Olivia had already planned this trip, but Olivia knows I've been dying to go to Iceland. So she was like, hey, Rachel and I are going. Do you want to come with us? And at the time, I was like, I was like, it's a little soon for me to commit to like know that I don't have to work. But I was like, give me a couple weeks. And after a couple weeks, I didn't book anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So, well, um, you know, Olivia works for Delta. So she flies us for free pretty much. We fly standby for like 80 bucks round trip, which is great. Jesus. And then. Yeah, that's that. So whenever I travel with Liv, it's like easy. And then she got, um, she had gotten this happy campers company to um, give us a camper van for for like as long as we posted throughout the week or whatever. So her plan A was to camp the whole trip because you know she's on this whole outdoorsy backpacker camper girl kick or whatever. Yeah. So she wanted to to drive the whole island and then camp the whole time. I was like, man, I really want to go, but I just don't think I have it in me to camp for eight days. So I do what I do best, and I started reaching out to hotels, and then happened to find a hotel a hotel company that had like several hotels on the on the in the country and comped us like several nights. So um, ended up being so great. We got so much just to- totally taken care of. But everybody was everything was awesome. Like ten out of ten would recommend. Like if you want to camp then Happy Campers was phenomenal. And honestly, like, even though we didn't sleep in the camper every night, I really liked having the camper to, like, cook in because, I mean, we, we like, hit the pavement hard. I mean, we were driving, like, several hours a day and seeing as much as we could. So it was nice to be on the go and be able to cook our own food and stuff, especially because food in Iceland is outrageous because our currency conversion is terrible. Oh, really? So if you, I mean, if if you're going to rent a car, you might as well rent one of these, like, they have smaller ones too. Like ours was pretty big because it was three of us. But like, if it's just two people, they have smaller ones that have little kitchenettes and stuff. And I just think it's so nice to be able to make your own food. I'm down. So yeah, we're trying to go for New Year's Eve. Oh, that's so tight. I know. So that's, we're trying to plan that right now. Okay. You have to do the bubble. You have to do the bubble. Oh, I know. So yeah. So explain explain to everyone what that is. I really had to choose my favorite experience of the trip. It was the bubble. And it's something that's been on my bucket list for a really long time. And so it was my one, like, we have to do this. Um, so it's cool. It's like it's like a literal inflated bubble in the middle of nowhere. You're like, they have three locations. The one we were at was, like, on top of this hill. And it's awesome because there's, like, six or seven bubbles in the vicinity. And they're all, you know, within, like, I don't know, like, 200 feet from each other. But you can't see anybody else at all. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're all alone in the middle of nowhere. It's phenomenal. And they're climbing it controlled so even though it's cold there like the bubble wasn't cold and you sleep in them and they give yes you sleep in them they give you heated blankets and everything um and there's power outlets for your phone and like whatever um and it's it's the way it works is like there's like two doors there's like this little hallway and so you you can't open both doors at once and the bubble deflates so that's how it stays up is like you have to open the one door it's almost like a spaceship it's like open one door close that one and then you like take your shoes off and then you can open the second door to go in um, and that's how it keeps it like the air pressurized or whatever. Yeah. And then there's a bathroom. There's a there's showers at the bottom of the hill and a bathroom so that you can shower and whatever. But then at the top of the hill where the bubbles are, there's a second bathroom. So that if you have to pee in the middle of the night, it's not that you don't have to go all the way down the hill. Like it's right there. Wait, but can you be naked and like having sex in there? Can oh, people yeah. see oh, you? Totally. No one. You can't see anyone else's bubble. Like they're not that far. Like you're not alone alone, but like no one can see you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and the mine was the best because it was like very woodsy. Like my bubble had trees surrounding it. Olivia's was open a little bit, which made hers better to see like the northern lights and stuff. So you could like you, you could be on your bed looking up at the northern lights. That yeah, that's the whole appeal of the one in Iceland. Is if it's northern light season, that's why people love it. Is because a lot of times when you go to Iceland, if the hotel doesn't wake you up when the northern lights come out, you'll miss it because mm-hmm. you can't tell when they come out. Uh, but this way, like, all you have to do is look up. We could kind of see them as we were going to bed at, like, 10 p.m., but then I set an alarm for midnight to wake back up and see if they were still out because I wanted to see them, and they were out brighter. But then the following night, we saw them even more in a town called Vic. The hotel we were at, they give you an option to, like, wake you up if the northern lights are out or whatever, but they were actually out pretty early. It was, like, 11 o'clock, and we saw them, and they were, like, shimmering and dancing and moving around, and it was just incredible. <sighs> what are the northern lights like in real life? like shades of green i think sometimes they look purple like if they're out like really strong but they like just streak green across the sky but they literally shimmer like they they move it's so weird it's like looks like the lights are like dancing in a sense it's yeah. the craziest thing it's so cool all right well i'm, I'm trying to go i'm gonna try to do you it. have to go i know like when you do splurge on food like we had like three or four meals that we splurged on and it was like like all like right by the water there's like the freshest seafood you've ever had it was it honestly was the trip of a lifetime i loved it all right
There it is. You guys gotta go. Gotta go to Iceland. <laughs> Can Olivia hook it up with that 80 buck like round trip ticket or like how's that work is? Yeah, tell tell her you want it as like a lie just lie and say you got engaged and you want it as a gift. <laughs> 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 just lie and say you're going to propose on this trip and oh then... yeah <laughs> <laughs> it actually might not be a bad idea yeah the like, lights are out you I guys know. are in the bubble it's all and then you pop it pop the question pop the question in the bubble and not the bubble not the bubble okay the problem is i don't have a ring or anything you know there's still time <laughs> okay lorraine schwartz call her up <laughs> I, know, I saw Sarah did like a bunch of press and it was like, I'm not talking to Neil Lane anytime soon. And I was and like, that was like the headline. Like, Oh God. And I was like, stop giving Neil Lane press. You got to give Lorraine Schwartz some press. Here. Exactly. Okay. All Love right. Ya. I miss you. I'll see you miss in LA you soon. I feel like, um, I feel like we can still do the show. Just want to be next to each other. Totally. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.